All right, Kelly Robinson, thank you, sir, and good morning, everybody. And, uh, yeah, I know the voice isn't exactly right, but the medicines are starting to work, and so there you go. Every spring, those of you who have listened to me for 104 years know this to be the case, good old pollen, pecan pollen, gets me every year. Used to used to go to Southern California to the desert at this time of year, but due to vertigo, can't fly, so I am left to fight it off. Saw the doctor yesterday, got my Z-Pack, and... And here I am. This is what you get. We'll get through this just fine. It's a lot better than it was yesterday. And welcome to the program. We are here to talk about the plants at your place, urban horticulture, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. That's what my goal is, to help you with the plants that you're trying to grow. So pick up that phone. Give us a call. And uh, as you just heard, the number is toll-free anywhere that you can hear me, 888 888- Two five six ten eighty. We broadcast live from the piney woods of East Texas all the way to the Big Bend country, Alpine, and and all the way north to Amarillo, south to the Gulf Coast country of Corpus Christi and Victoria, my hometown uh, originally where I grew up in Bryan College Station. Thirty three stations carry my program, and and I'd love to hear from each and every one of them. Call now eight eight eight. That uh, let's try that now. Going back to the uh, post-puberty era, 888-256-1080. Sorry for the squeaky voice, 888-256-1080. I have uh, two more hours after this to broadcast on another program. Hope that survives. We'll see. And uh, let's talk about plants. And uh, we'll get the program underway in just a second. We already have a call from Roger in Crockett, and uh, that will be a, a fun call to take. So... Uh, why don't you fill in? We have three additional lines. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones for me. You'll get him first. He'll make sure that you're uh, calling for a, a, a gardening talk show and not uh, automotive repair or or uh, refinance. I guess there's still or some of those are still on the air. And uh, financial investment, all those. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk plants. 888-256-1080. Let me tell you about the very special offer opportunity you have from Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is my book. It is a book that I wrote and self-published with Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. And uh, I wanted to be able to have them because I had worked with both of them on many projects for many years, and I knew them to be the best in the business. The three of us turned out Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It is it was supposed to be a 200-page manual. It turned into a 344-page gardening reference hardback on high-quality paper, 840 of my photographs, and uh, and and 11 chapters that cover every aspect of horticulture. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page chapter covering its a calendar, a perpetual calendar, four pages per month telling you every gardening activity you need to accomplish in that month, what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in each month of the gardening year. So you'll never ask again, when should I do this or that? Chapters 3 through 11 are incredibly detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in this book. 
I think it'll be the only gardening reference you need. And the good news is that the book is on sale. I still have a limited number of fifth printing books available to you at $32.95, and we can ship them immediately. I'll be signing books tomorrow evening and all day Monday. We'll get them in the mail on Tuesday. And here is the uh, here is the reason. The sixth printing just finished up this week. They will be shipped as soon as I can clear out space in my warehouse at home and uh, and get them uh, on delivery and uh, you'll be getting essentially the very same book with just a couple of paragraphs on the freeze of 2021 and you already know what that did basically i'm just saying you need to go to the uh, 1990 hardiness map and i show that map anyway in the book and say it's the more accurate of the maps so it's all covered anyway that's Niels Perry's lone star gardening uh, it will be the only gardening reference you'll need. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. The only two ways you can buy it are to buy it from my website or by calling my office. You'll get a signed copy, and you'll get my personal guarantee of your satisfaction, or you can have a full refund. I've not been asked to refund a penny on any of the 75,000 copies that we've sold to date. Here are the two ways to buy. You go to neilsperry.com. I'll spell it in a moment. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday business hours, 800 800- 752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Why should you pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you could have a genuine Mueller building? You could own it. Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble. They're affordable, and they offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered, bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, to get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there, click on the Color Selector tool to make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. I'll be back with more after these me- this message. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very much. You know what? The lines are all filled. And the guy with the wobbly voice this morning says, thank you. Thank you very, very much for uh, calling through. I did not want to do a monologue, and I'm not going to have to. This is just great news. Let's start with Roger in Crockett. Roger is in your town last Saturday. Uh, we had a family funeral, and that's why I did a rerun last Saturday. And, and uh, what a lovely part of Texas. Just beautiful. You there, Roger? Hello. Oh, yeah, I'm here. 
Yeah, how can I help? Uh, I got a couple questions for you. Um, where I normally buy my pepper plants, I went late this year like I did last year. Um, can I start seeds by soaking, pepper seeds by soaking them? Because my first batch didn't pop sprout at all. Um, think, soak them overnight to, and then uh, I don't think you need to them. soak them. I don't think you need to do that. Uh, they don't okay. have a hard seed coat. You can just go ahead and plant them. It's awfully late okay. to be doing that. It's essentially the 1st of May. Well, and, yeah, that might be true. But see, last year I planted at the same time. October, November, and December, I picked over 200 peppers. I don't disagree with that, but I think to get a fall crop, you'd probably be better off to plant them about the 1st of June and get your transplants ready to set out at the end of June or early July. Do whatever you wish. Okay. You ask my opinion. Okay. Another question I have is I have really I have clay soil. I've, what I've been doing is dig, see if this you agree with this. I dig a trench in about a foot down two feet wide, and then fill it in with compost, and then make that my planting row. Does that sound like something that would work? Well, it depends on what you're calling compost. If there's any topsoil in your compost, that would be fine. If it's just pretty much, organic, It's pretty much uh, horse manure, a couple-year-old horse manure, yeah. filled with worms and stuff. Um. That would probably not be the way I would do it. I would I would want to use a rototiller and rototill a width about two feet wide, and have a fifty fifty mix with the horse manure and the and the clay soil. Um, there is oh, just mix it with the clay. Absolutely, the clay has the clay clay soil basically is a very good soil. It holds moisture. It holds nutrients very well. The, the particle size of a clay. Uh, soil particle is tiny. It's it's uh, visible with an electron microscope. It's so tiny. So the surface area is huge, uh, cumulative surface area. And so they hold moisture. They hold nutrition very, very well. And then you have the nutrition of the horse manure. You have the organic matter that loosens up the clay. That's a wonderful combination, but I don't think you want either one of them by itself. Okay, so go 50-50. Yes, sir, and I would rototill down a foot. You're doing fine on the foot. I just would widen it and combine them. Okay, sounds good. All right. Appreciate the call very and then much. Yeah. It, I have a, a big 25-gallon uh, bucket. How many tomato plants can I stick in that? 25 gallons. You probably could put uh, probably put two or three. Um Okay. The temptation will be to have it too wet, though, because you're over-potting when you put a small plant in that, and, and so be very careful that you don't. It's, well, it's hard to grow a little better. plant in a great big pot. It's it's better to right. better to have one in a in a 10 or 12-gallon pot than to put three in a great big one. Yeah, but I, I got a whole bunch of 25-gallon ones, so. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, my opinion again. All I can do is give okay, you what, all right. my experience. Yeah, okay, thank so. you. Oh, you bet. All right. So we needed to get to the First United Methodist Church last Saturday afternoon, and there was a bicycle race through downtown Crockett. And every street, and of course that's an old church in downtown, and every street was blocked off. And if you don't know a downtown area, and you keep getting shut off as you go into the downtown area, you are, uh, it's, it's like a child's game that you're playing with your grandchild, and I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And Waze keeps telling you, you're a dummy. Do this. Do that. 
and you get there and there's a roadblock with a with a burly police officer saying don't do this it was really really funny and when we got there everybody else apparently knew how to do it and they were holding the beginning of the funeral uh, for us and and kindly and nicely so anyway it's a beautiful you know east texas in the springtime i don't live in east texas in in my next life i'd love to because it is inspirational it's just beautiful uh, most of the year, and especially in the springtime. Let's go to uh, Neil in Giddings. Neil, this is Neil. How can I help you? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got a lot of feedback coming through. I don't know if you can hear me or not. I hear you fine. I don't hear the feedback, so I don't know where it's originating. I was wanting to know if uh, you knew of some type of mulch that would prevent uh, weeds and grass a little bit more than any other, and uh, I've already got cardboard down in that area. And if you can answer it on the radio, if you can still hear me, I hear you I, fine. Please, having, to, please tell me I'm what kind of. Uh, hey, wait just a minute. Is this in a vegetable garden? Poor guy. All right, go ahead and hang up, and I'll I'll try my best. Um, Jared, uh, it's probably a vegetable garden because he's uh, using cardboard. Uh, there are weed blocking uh, landscape mulches. One of them is called weed block. I'm not meaning to exclude others that are not called weed block. Uh, these are roll type mulches that can be rolled out. They can be cut uh, and fit around rows or, or individual plants. If you have a shrub bed and you need to cut and fit to go around shrub trunks that's fine uh, just overlap by three or four inches so the weeds can't sneak around through the seams uh, i have used those for years and they work very very effectively they will not work on nutsedge nutgrass um, probably would work on johnson grass that's what i wanted to hear from him is what what kind of weed was involved um, cardboard is not good because it deteriorates within the first two or three rainfalls um, and um Pill bugs and other vermin in the soil will chew away at it so it doesn't last very long. But uh, the weed-blocking fabrics are, are quite good. So that's what I, would, uh, what I would recommend. If you're using it in a visible landscape setting, I would try to conceal it with, by covering it then with bark mulch or compost or if you use pine straw or if you use cypress mulch or something else. I love pine bark mulch because it lays flat and, and is attractive and inexpensive. Uh, it's not going to help a lot with the really tenacious weeds, but, uh, but it can go over the weed-blocking fabric and conceal it so it doesn't look quite so mechanical. But that would be the approach I would take. All right, we have two open lines right now, and the number is 888 256 1080. Please, let's go ahead and fill those up. I would be really grateful. 888-256-1080. We have John in Bryan and Matt in College Station and Dan in College Station. There we go. So we have one open line now. Thank you all. I am so very grateful for your participating. This is uh, its not easy to broadcast when you've lost your voice 24 hours earlier or 12 hours earlier. I drove by the broadcast studio last night about... 9.30 or so, we had been doing some family things, and and I said, boy, I hope the voice is back by 12 hours from now, and uh, 
Kind of is. Good old Z-Pack. Let me tell you about something very special going on from Mueller. You hear, you hear me do ads for Mueller for their wonderful buildings and greenhouses and roofs and things of that sort. Well, for the 14th year, they are giving away a free building to one not-for-profit organization right here in the Lone Star State. 14 years they've done this. This is not just an ordinary old building. It's a 4,000-square-foot facility to be built by the helping hands of Mueller. It's dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. And here's how you can enter. Go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Click on Helping Hand. That's where you can complete an application about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 16. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com. And uh, if you have any need of uh, a great building that you just want to buy and design and and uh, have built for you through uh, uh, or, or built uh, uh, on your property and uh, not necessarily a helping hand entry, you can certainly find all that information at MuellerInc.com. But if you want to fill out an application and compete and hopefully win, I hope you'll win, go to MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C dot com and click on Helping Hand. And that's where you fill out the form. And I hope that you will win. I'll have more information after these messages. All right, Kelly Robinson, thank you. The lines are completely filled. You all are the best. You know that, don't you? I hope so. Let's go to John and Brian. John, the Steel Spirit. John. Oh, John, how could you do that? John may not be the best, or maybe he just lost his phone connection. Maybe he'll call back. Let's go to Matt in College Station. Matt, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Matt. Hello, Neil. How are you doing? I'm well. How can I help you? Hey, we uh, planted a garden in uh, late March. Um, Tomatoes, cucumber, squash. Um, hot banana pepper. Um, the the only thing that's really producing anything so far is the jalapeno. The the squash has flowers on it, and some squash have produced, but they just shrivel up and vanish. Right, the but this tomatoes, is this is like five weeks ago you planted them. Yeah, maybe five six weeks ago. Yeah, that's no time. Mercy, be patient. Okay, then the tomato, one of the cherry tomato plants we got is a, they call it a sweet 100, and just a very few flowers here and there on it. They're right, going there you, about five let me ask you a couple right. questions. Did you buy transplants on these plants? Say that again. Okay, I'll try. Did you buy transplants of these plants, or did you buy seed? No, they were uh, they were uh, already grown. They're transplant. All right, uh, tomato plants and peppers. You would definitely would want to buy transplants. Squash. You would want to buy seed and just plant the seeds. But okay. anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah. 
five weeks is 35 days. Your tomato plants should be blooming well. Uh, I would expect to see some very tiny tomatoes setting, uh, but not any production yet. Uh, okay, sweet, they're, they're, sweet 100. They're, super, you probably have super sweet 100. Uh, that is yeah. the, the one that has uh, replaced uh, sweet 100. And it is, I don't remember the exact days to first harvest, but it's going to be in the, in the uh, 55 to 65 day range. So you're still three weeks away from getting a tomato from it, probably. Okay, but it, it's got just a few uh, flowers on it here mm-hmm. and there. All right, you have it in full sun, correct? It has no more than about 20. You have it in full sun, correct? Uh, In the middle of the day, yes. No, all day. Full sun, all day. No, it's from about 10 o'clock in the morning to about 6 in the afternoon, full sun. All right, well, that's pretty much full sun, but it needs full sun. It needs well-prepared garden soil, uh, ample moisture, and high nitrogen fertilizer to grow well. You need to have a lot of active growth, dark green foliage, and full sun, and it will it will bloom and it will start producing fruit. I can't tell you why it's not uh, starting to bloom and produce fruit without seeing it, but those are the prerequisites. I'm really having a struggle trying to talk with, with my voice kicking out on me, but but Sweet one, super sweet one hundred, should be the most productive tomato that you grow. I got into a, a contest once for a nursery. He said, "Would you judge our contest of the most tomatoes on a plant at one time?" And I said, "Sure." And when I got there, that was the plant that was in the contest, the the predecessor, Sweet One Hundred, and I counted six hundred seventy six tomatoes. And I wow. said, "You know, I have just counted my last." tomato contest i won't do this again so i was watching i was watching them pollinate almost before my eyes that that will be very productive if you keep it growing vigorously that's going to be your main thing there's something there's something that's not quite right it's either gotten too dry or the plants weren't vigorous when you got them or something but uh, somewhere in there there's something that's not quite being matched up the plants right now are about five and a half feet tall somewhere in there Five and a half feet tall in five weeks? Yes. How, how tall were they when you planted them? They were six inches, eight inches. Uh, you need to look at the number of hours of sunlight that they're getting. They That's just incredibly lanky. Um, yeah, I, well, I our, our tomato plants over the last two years have, I mean, they that you would call them almost tomato trees. Yeah, um, Matt, I'm I'm going to run out of wind trying to talk, but but my comment is there's there's the there is something radically wrong and my 100% guess is that these are not getting enough light. You need to watch them now that your trees and other factors are are coming into play with full shade. You need to make sure of that ten to six deal because it sounds to me like they're not getting nearly that much sunlight. I've grown tomatoes all of my life. I grew up in College Station. I know what tomatoes should look like, and they don't get five and a half feet tall in five weeks. If they're doing that, they are very stretched and and they're reaching for sunlight. Look at some of your neighbors' plants who are 
uh, longtime tomato growers and and compare them just visually you don't have to you don't have to embarrass yourself by asking but just kind of look around the block right. and and see what you can uh, figure but i'll bet i'll bet these plants are not getting enough light so okay. i hope I'll, i hope that helps well, i'll bet that's it i'll bet that's it and that will also impact your squash all these plants need full sunlight no dilution of that I mean, if you say, well, they kind of get some shade late in the day. Okay, i got a red flag waving here, et cetera, et cetera. So be really careful. Let me go to okay. Dan in College Station see how I can help him with his turf grass. Thank you, Matt, for calling. Dan, this is Neil. How can I help you this morning? Neil, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, last, last year I had a um, large patch fungus in my lawn, and uh, does that come uh, the following year in the same places or yes. does it even come back at all because oh, it'll you've come already back. had it. Oh, it comes back like the income tax. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Okay. Is there any preventative measures we could take before it, before it shows itself? Well, you can, you can uh, go after it. Not really. You can go after it the minute it shows and, and because you know what it looks like, you can begin to, uh, anticipate you, you'll almost be out there saying, "I think I see it. I think I see it." It's it's uh, kind of like listening when you're in a. I don't know if you've ever had a hearing test. I think I hear it. I think I hear that tone. And you press <laughs> the button, and they say afterwards, "You kind of got antsy on the button, didn't you?" Um, and and it's that way with with uh, uh, with the patch. I have a question for you. I, I don't mean to embarrass you. Are you with Texas A&M in any way? No. Okay. I, I give my hats off to you because you are the first caller I've ever had who has called it Large Patch. It's uh, what all the rest of us, I'm still sticking with the old name for the time being anyway, of Brown Patch. Everybody listening who knows the disease as Brown Patch, that's what he's talking about. And he's using the A&M uh, approved name now that it's, it's they're switching over to large patch. Um, the first thing you'll see in large patch, Dan, is uh, a yellowing of some of the blades out in the grass. And you'll look and you'll say, you know what, that yellowing is her happening in this area that's 18 or 24 inches in diameter. And there'd be five or 10 blades. And, and two days later, if you don't uh, take some corrective action, there'll be 30 blades, and then uh, five days later, there'll be a brown patch or a yellowed patch, and you say, well, I wasn't listening for the tone early enough. And uh, the the fungicide Azoxus stroman, uh, which is what we use for take-all root rot and for gray leaf spot, will control it. And if you were to put it on when you see those first few leaves yellowing, then that's almost a preventive. And so that's what I would recommend. Terrachlor okay. used to be really good, and it was a preventive, but Terrachlor left the market 15 or 20 years ago. Okay. And one other question. Is there sure. another site that I can check on the Internet regarding questions, gardening questions? Or should I just refer to, like, Tamu's site? In in uh, terms of gardening questions? To General questions, yeah, gardening questions. It's um, it's tough. I'll, I'll I'll tell you why there are so many. My Facebook page used to be really good, and I would would have put myself out there as a 
sacrificial lamb because I was taking several hundred questions a week, and it was fairly easy to answer them. Uh, but Facebook decided they would change the the way they did business, and they started randomizing them according to what they thought was important, and so they were no longer in chronological order. And they would post a question they thought was boring, uh, but that somebody just posted now, they'd post it back two weeks ago, and I'd have to hunt for it. And so I, I just kind of gave up on Facebook. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it, and I've left my page active. There's 126,000 people on it. But I'm afraid to post anything for fear that they'll do that to me and, and people get angry. Uh, I've started okay. answering questions on uh, I saw in that my, in my newsletter, but the, it was I went over a hundred questions in in uh, ten hours, and I, I just I can't do that. It would have taken two or three days to do that. So I'm trying to figure that out. Dr. Jerry Parsons has plant answers in San Antonio, but he's he's in the same boat. There are just so many. Um, I, I have my one thousand. Okay. I have my one thousand one frequently asked questions on my website, and that covers a lot of them. It's surprising how many that covers. Um, I don't know. I think the best place is probably when you have one is to get into a, a member nursery of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, and talk to a certified nursery professional. Um, those are people who are set. And, and have the knowledge to answer the questions. That is an absolutely wonderful okay. question that you have asked, and I don't know that there's a perfect answer. Okay, Neil. Thank you very kindly for your time. You bet. I appreciate your call very, very much. And congratulations on that large patch. You're an astute gardener. All right, let's see where we are time-wise. Let me get a break out of the way, and we'll come back to Denise and Spring Branch, Dan in Brenham. So... <clears throat> Let me tell you about my book offer once again. This is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is a book that is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It is available from my website and it is available from my office. I chose to self-publish this book so that I could make the decisions. And uh, I hired a wonderful editor, Carolyn Skye, and a wonderful graphic designer, Cindy Smith, two ladies with whom I had worked on many projects. I knew we could put a great book out, and I think you'll find it to be just that, a great book. The book will be thirty-eight ninety-five when we get to the sixth printing, and they are finished waiting to go. But I have a limited number of fifth printing books, uh, which are basically exactly the same just with two paragraphs changed to reflect the great cold spell of February 2021. Um, other than that, they're exactly the same, and I have those marked at $32.95. So instead of $38.95, they're $32.95 if you order before I run out of the fifth printing books. And uh, it's 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening. It's lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for every county in the state of Texas. The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon, as I mentioned. You can order it weekdays, Monday through Friday, business hours, by calling my office at 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, or you can order it anytime right now. That's the best thing for you to do at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. You'll get a signed copy and your satisfaction will be completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. 75,000 copies sold and I've not had one request for a refund yet. 800-752-4769. 800-752-4769. 
That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Let's go to Denise in Spring Branch. Denise, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I've got the, I've got the same issue that you I hear it. Of. I hear it, girl. You're you're calling about pecan trees. You have exactly the same issue, I'll bet you. Right. <laughs> yeah, I bought some property in Spring Branch. Uh, three years ago, or more, 2018, and we have yet to have a crop of pecans. I mean, I think I've got about 15 trees, and I've seen one pecan shell from all the trees. And, you know, we've gotten rain from time to time. Right. Um, but there is not a pecan on the tree since 2018. Well... A big part of a pecan crop, it, it depends a lot on the variety, and, and if you're talking about native pecans, which is what we have on our property, we, we live in a pecan forest, and uh, we have not had much of a pecan crop either. We had some last fall, maybe a 10% pecan crop. Denise, pecans are alternate bearing uh, trees. Oaks do the same thing. Nut producing trees are this way. You'll have on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being an unbelievable year, a great year, and, and, and 1 or 0 being no pecans at all, uh, you'll, have, you'll have a 0 and then you'll have a, an 8. And then it'll swing back to a two or three, and then it'll go to a nine or a seven. And it's, it's a, a seesaw back and forth that can be moderated by a, a late freeze. Not so much a late freeze, they bloom late, but or a drought or other things, uh, or a, a bad disease season where you have a lot of rain in the summer. And so it will, it will be back and forth, and it may be a two or three year cycle. And I've noticed that we've lived where we live for 45 years. We may go three or four or five years with, uh, with a very modest pecan crop, and then there will be a bumper crop. Uh, we have uh, two skylights in our sunroom where we sit and watch television occasionally when we have time. And uh, it's like a hailstorm out there in the fall when we have a good pecan crop. So we're very aware of, of uh, when the pecans are falling. That's the main thing, but you also have to take into consideration, am I spraying them? We don't spray ours. We take what nature gives us and we're satisfied. Um, so those are factors that, that come into it. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we keep kind of hoping, right, this year. But, we've, you, can, you know, down in San Antonio here, we've gone through rainy seasons and then not having rain right kind of where we're at now well last last winter february of 2021 uh 16 months ago 15 months ago did a number on on a lot of plants pecans included i was surprised we had any pecans uh this past fall and so that probably uh, had some impact on your crop in, in the fall of 2021 i I think you'll find once you get over a, a five-year period that you'll have one or two years that are very good. You'll have some others that are not very good. The main thing is keep them keep them well watered during the summer as best you can. 
uh, you're probably, if you're on the aquifer, on, on the water supply, that's going to impact it as well. I don't have a magic answer. Uh, spray, you could, I'll tell you what, you can look online and there is a, uh, there is a fact sheet. Let me see if I can pull it up really quickly, uh, from Texas A&M on, I think it's on native pecans. Let's see. Have it up already. Um, yes. There is a fact sheet on native pecans and how to cultivate them. It is E610. Where is 610? Is that Houston or is that the interstate? Is that is that San Antonio? But anyway, that's it. It just happens to be the publication number, but it's E as in extension dash 610, and it's called Native Pecans from Texas A&M. If you look that up, it has the cultural uh, uh, practices for uh, getting. A crop out of native pecans. Okay, all right. Well, very Best good. I have. Well, that we'll we'll keep trying. You can try. You can do it. I'll bet you. Good luck with them. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Neil. At a girl. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Let's see. I've got another break to get in. Boy, we need to hustle on that one. Uh, stay with me, and we still have a caller, and I'll come right back to you. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes out on Thursday nights, and the new feature that we have added is the Q&A section uh, where you do get to write in. Uh, I got overwhelmed, and I'm, I'm trying to catch up on that, but that's going to be fun. We always have a featured plant of the week, and we always have gardening this weekend. That's still the most popular part of eGardens where I outline the most important things for you to get done that weekend. It is a free weekly newsletter, like an old-fashioned garden section. See what it looks like and sign up for it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, and then click on eGardens. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas. They've been doing it for 90 years. Now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21. They feature a galvanized steel frame with over 30 designer trim colors to choose from. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let weather ruin what you've worked so hard to protect or produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Or give them a call at 877-268-3553. That's 877-2-Mueller. 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. We'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. We're going quickly to Dan in Brenham. Dan, I have about a minute. How can I help you? Uh, thank you for taking my call in Brenham. Uh, I have two rose bushes. One's white, uh, was white, and the other one was pink. Now they turn into uh, vining uh, rose bushes that are deep red, maroon purple. I mean, maroon red. And I was just curious: is that a phenomenon, or is that a is that a usual thing? All right, are you talking about the leaves or the flowers are turning those colors? No, flowers are turning that color. The leaves look like the same. 
All right. If the flowers are turning the, those colors, then you have per- very likely lost the uh, tops of the plants. You need to trace back the uh, stems that are blooming to the root system. And I'll bet that the, I'll bet that the tops have died, and you're looking at the rootstock. Um, these are probably grafted plants, and you, and the top has died, and you're seeing the rootstock. That would be my best guess. Um, well, they're beautiful plants now. I'm just yeah. I got to run, but that that would be my best guess, Dan, is that you have the uh, rootstock growing. Folks, thank you for listening. Thanks for putting up with the voice, Jared Taylor. Nice job. Happy gardening.